Welcome to the Sacred Emergence Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Wong, and I'm so thrilled that you're here. This is a place where you'll be guided to living your most aligned life so that your truest, most radiant self can emerge. We'll be jamming on topics ranging from spirituality, entrepreneurship, to wellness and lifestyle design, and everything in between that can support you to grow, evolve, and shine, all the while not taking ourselves too seriously. So if you're ready to step into your leadership, break through limiting beliefs, own all of who you are, and expand in abundance, grab yourself your faith cup of tea, and let's dive in. Hello, hello, it's Michelle Wong here, and welcome to the Sacred Emergence Podcast. I am really, really, really excited about this episode. It's a solo episode, but um, when the download and the wisdom came, I was like, oh my goodness, I have to do a podcast on this topic. So welcome, welcome. If this is your first time tuning in, I'm so happy you're here. And if you're a returning listener, thank you. I love you. Um, I'm really like just jazzed about this. So let me rewind a bit. For the past, I would say for the past few days, I've been feeling a little bit like kind of in a low energy vibe, um, kind of in my own emotional way, feeling a lot of the uncertainty, a lot of the unknown, feeling a little bit sadness. And I was feeling that this morning, I was feeling that last night, I was feeling that uh, most part of this week. Um, I'm recording this on a Thursday. So for the most part of this week, I was just kind of feeling into this, just kind of this funky energy. And right now I'm reading a book called Flowers and Honey by Julie Tenner. It's about the feminine. And um, some of her clients recommended her book to me. And you can get off Amazon, Flowers and Honey, all about really tapping into your feminine. And she talks about it. Um, And as a graduate of Mama Gina School of Womanly Arts, I was like, do I need to do more feminine work? (laughs) And I decided to get the book because... I feel like it was a different lens on the feminine. Um, and so I started reading it. And what I love about it is like it's talk, she's talking about our emotions and, and really leaning into the emotions and tapping into the emotions and being in the wave of the emotions. And really like, you know, the feminine is about the dark side as well as the light side, right? It's like this energy that pulses through us, uh, whether you're, you know, mask whether you're a man or a woman um so it's not necessarily gender it's like it's an energy right the masculine and the feminine and um and at the same time i for february i was doing 22 days of goddess quest and i don't know if i share this in my past episodes but i had so much resistance to doing a quest on goddess um this year, 2021, the theme of 2021 is goddess. I, for me, it's because I'm still exploring it. It was the same theme as last year. So I'm like, okay, I guess 2021 is like, you know, goddess 2.0, but I don't really know what that means. So when my mentor started talking about, you know, doing quests, I mean, I've already been doing quests uh, since like, you know, a little bit May, June of last year, but when the idea of, oh, goddess quest came up for me, like it, it was like a download that came through, I had resistance. And whenever there's a resistance, I knew, I know it's something to look at. And so I decided to do a 22 day goddess quest, even though I kind of went in kind of kicking and screaming energetically. Um, it felt like there's going to be something here for me, even though I felt a lot of 
maybe a lot of pressure, like my own initial pressure of like, you know, the goddess energy is all like powerful and she's flowy and she's got this like glow about her. And like sometimes I'm like literally in my PJs all day. <laughs> it's like I'm a little bit messy. There's all of that. And so I went in with a little bit of hesitation, but it was like, as with anything, uh, when I commit, I commit. So I showed up for it. Um, and some days I did not want to do it. And so it's been a journey. And today I completed the 22 days. Funnily enough, of all the quests that I've done, um, I'm usually on top of it. Like I show up every day for however many number of days. Maybe it'll be one day that I don't post it, but I still do it. I just didn't post it on Facebook or whatever. Uh, and part of all of my quests now, I have a photo just to kind of document it, to capture that moment, to ground that energy. And this time around, I was like three days behind and actually posting it on the day I said I would, or, you know, I'm a day behind because I didn't, I wasn't in the energy at all, all of that. And so what was really interesting though, is that um, this is what I really wanted to share in this episode is talking about the feminine because there's a, for me right now, there's a lot of unknowns. There's with Bali, there's a huge unknown. And I think maybe by next week, I'll get some answers. Um, but there's really a lot of unknowns. And what I find myself doing, because this is what we're taught in our society is to take control of things, right? To come from a logical, linear perspective. And I talk about it, but a lot of times the subconscious takes over and I'm like, oh my gosh. And it's scary to be in the unknown. Sometimes it's a little bit of nervousness. There's doubt. There's that uncertainty. And for me, it's, I mean, I'll say right now, it's never really comfortable. And so there's a part of the, the ego or the mind, I'll say, that wants answers, that wants the control, that wants to be able to have like uh, certainty, right? And that I would also say is in human design, a part of it is the not self. And, and this is, I can speak for, this is my own lens on this, but with the, with this is, it comes back to like the open head, right? The open crown, because in human design, the, the undefined or the open crown is all about, well, not even the undefined, the in human design, the head or the crown is all about answering questions and, um, receiving inspiration um, is also a pressure center so like there's all there's like this pressure to to want to answer the questions to to be in like the knowingness um, but the magic of it if you have that center open or undefined which relates to me is can we can we be open to the wonderment of the unknown like that's the beauty of that uh, of this energy center um, can we be okay with not knowing? Can we be okay with, even though we feel this pressure of having to answer certain questions that might not even really be important or relevant, can we sit with that and let it go by without having to take action on it, right? That's the feminine, right? Being in that space and in that energy of the unknown and going with the flow of it, that's the feminine. And I didn't really make that connection until today after I completed the goddess quest and I shared a post on my last post to celebrate the completion of um, my goddess quest um, what's interesting is like for me this goddess quest journey has been more of an emotional I've been capturing like 
um, more presence of, okay, like today I'm feeling this. Like my first one was rage and anger. Um, and today it was almost like this, this feeling of sadness, of the unknown, of like this melancholiness, but at the same time, a, a slight sense of optimism. So like there's a lot of emotional waves that's flowing through that's also part of the feminine. And it's like what I've learned through this goddess quest is can I, can I, be, can I sit with it? Can I be present with it versus having to hide or, or shrink back because I'm, I'm experiencing an emotion that isn't necessarily a feel-good emotion, right? It's not like a, a joyful, I'm shouting out from the rooftops type of energy. But can I, can I still show up? right? In the messiness of it all, can I still show up? And when I do show up and when I'm riding that wave and riding it, not just trying to detach from it, which is sometimes I do that by disconnecting, um, life is still happening in a beautiful way for me. Like my business is still expanding and growing. Income is still coming in. Um, And I'll say like this month, this is, I'm recording this in February. This month has so far, it's not the end of February yet, but I'll say so far it's been my slowest income month. Um, and I feel like it's because I have been a little bit more disconnected. Um, and one of the realizations I had through some of like my personal, um, journaling this morning is we don't always have to be in a high vibe, uh, ecstatic and like, oh my God, like, I'm just like buzzing with so much goodness and excitement. That's not the only time we're going to attract wealth and money and make sales, right? Like that's not the only time. It feels really good when we do when we're in that energy. But I'll say like in January, the theme, if I have to classify or categorize January, it was an emotional roller coaster. I was going ups and downs. I was like um, healing from different things emotionally. and But I was in it and I was showing up for it on the front lines, aka on social media. Um And I was still like, you know, getting signups and clients. And I was like, wow, this is so beautiful. And then in February, there was almost like more of a disconnect because I was trying to control the unknown. I was trying to control the unknown. Um, I was like, I have to start taking action. Um, And an example of that was uh, the rental, right? The one-year lease that I said yes to, even though really my my heart's desire when I really tuned in, but I, I didn't, I didn't listen. It was like, can we be okay with the unknown? Like, I don't know if, you know, Bali is going to open up his doors. I don't like, they say, you know, they're going to give answers on February 8th or they keep pushing it back every two weeks. So the logical decision and answer was to say yes to signing the lease. That was a safe answer. And that would be certain, right? And I did it. I, I paid my deposit. I applied. I got it. Uh, and I was very proud of myself that um, I was able to get the apartment solely on my business income. Because um, there was a part of me that feared that I wouldn't be able to do that. Um, and I, w- I got it. And I was like, oh my God, like this is the fact that I was able to was, uh, it made me feel really proud of myself. And at the same time, there was like a part of me that kind of wish I didn't because that meant, oh my God, now I, I said yes to a one-year lease. And in that, in that space of me trying to grab for the certainty, um, news had it that Bali actually did open up its doors. Um, and the actually, it's funny because the jury is actually still out. Um, some... some 
circles say actually they are they are not open um and so i think like it was very vague um but in that window of like possibility that oh my gosh it is open and i can actually apply for this very for this more for this visa uh, more expensive visa i'll say um then i don't need this one year lease um, and so that whole journey was like, okay, I kind of jumped the gun, right? I jumped the gun. I didn't necessarily trust. I tried to control everything. That's more of a linear wanting to grasp onto something. And, um, and so luckily enough, there was that window of space where I actually hadn't signed the lease yet. I hadn't given over my entire deposit. So I was able to take a step back and be, okay, like I actually am not ready yet to, um, put down, a yes for a one year's lease in Seattle, right? That's that's actually not the direction. And when I made that decision, I've shared in my past episodes through the Big Dreams in HD series, um, I felt this huge release of okay, I'm now back on back on the path I was actually meant to be in, and um, and so I'm back in the the unknown. <laughs> and what's so funny is like. I had that realization this morning and it was through the goddess quest because this goddess quest I so resisted. I Every day I was kind of kicking and screaming um, and I remember when I had like seven days left to go, I was like, oh my gosh, seven days feels like forever. Um, you know, like what the lessons that when we move through the resistance, we have so much wisdom on the other side. And I didn't know what this quest would teach me. And what I'm sharing with you right now is what this quest has taught me. One is to really feel into the emotions. And in order to do that, we have to be present um, and move through it, even if it's not pretty. Um, and don't be afraid to show up in your emotion. Um, I mean, you don't have to like cry and take a photo and share that on the, online. Um, but I mean, like really like feel into it. Um, and I'll speak for myself because I have a business that is online. I don't have to like always unplug if I'm feeling a little down, if I'm feeling a little bit melancholy, um, if I'm feeling a little bit sad, like it's okay to show up despite feeling that and sharing my experience of it. I think it gives other people permission to do the same. I think there's so much power in that because a lot of times, uh, there's almost like this should, uh, we shouldn't, we shouldn't show up in our rawness, right? Obviously, if it's like a hot, <laughs> a really hot mess with tears, and that's like a really personal, private moment. Um, and then if it feels good to share afterwards, um, then do that. But as an entrepreneur, as me who shows up in my personal brand, in like my life and who I am, is I feel like it is part of my, part of my life's purpose is to show up and share it um, It's part of my path and it shows up in my human design as well. Um, I'm actually not afraid to show that. And that's where the courage and the growth comes in, right? That's part of my work. Um, and I personally got clarity of how human design fits into all of this. Like my main foundation is growth and courage. Um, like growth is something that's going to be part of my, my life, right? It's like, if we're not here to grow, what are we doing? Right. Um, and then the human design component is it powers up, it powers everything else up. So I, I, I use human design as a tool and the thing with, well, talking about human design, I mean, when I was trying to control it all, have that certainty, 
um, you know, let's sign that lease and let's just get something going because I could not be in that void. I could not be in that that unknown. It was so uncomfortable. Um, and today when I got that download, I'm like, oh my gosh, that is the feminine. The void is the feminine. And there's actually so much power and potency in the feminine. And it's because it's mysterious, it's the unknown, it's this vastness that it's scary, but what is on the flip side is that's the quantum, right? The quantum of the potentiality is where all the magic happens, right? If we're wanting the certainty, if we're wanting like the answer, that's, the, well, that's, that's, a, that's what's predictable. That's the linearity of it all. It's not where the magic of, oh my gosh, what might happen? the beauty and the excitement of it. Yeah. Mixed with nervousness <laughs> because we really don't know, but can we trust? Can we really surrender and be in that space of the unknown where it's like, oh my gosh, something even more beautiful and magical and wildly, um, wildly beyond our dreams lives in this realm. Can we be there? And that came to me in my journaling today, after I did the goddess quest, after I shared my post, after I did a live on it, that came through. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> and I have to give credit to my one of my mentors, Melanie M. Lair, because she talks about um, she talks about this. And this is where I started to make the connections, right? So the the beauty of being in the void and the in this vast darkness is the quantum is the feminine it's 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 the spaciousness and if we look around us we have more space than we have matter right if you look up towards the sky towards the cloud the space between the leaves and the trees uh, the space when you open up your hands like if you spread your fingers wide there's space between your fingers that's where the feminine resides and there's so much room for magic we just have to be willing to trust and to be able to play and dance with this, with this unknown. And yeah, there is um, what one of my teachers calls the duality of the nervousness, a little bit of fear, right, with the magic and the excitement and uh, the play, right? Can we can we be in that space? Um, and when I got that today, I was like, oh my god, I am so excited of being in the unknown. Like initially this morning, I woke up kind of in a crappy mood. Uh, a little bit sad because like everything that I'm wanting is not happening <laughs> or it's just this big mystery and I was getting impatient. So what was happening is I was letting the pressure of my open head center, my open crown, the pressure of it, I was getting frustrated in it because I wanted the answers. I wanted the clarity. I wanted the certainty, which is a masculine. And um, there's nothing wrong with that, right? The masculine offers this beautiful structure and container um, and as someone like me is, who's wanting to dance more in the, in that feminine, um, because I feel like it's just, there's just so much beauty, right? There's so much beauty in the feminine. Uh, it's very magnetic. Um, it's like, it creates this polarity between the masculine and the feminine. And I've been so my masculine so often that for me, it's like, oh, like there's no room for magic when I, when I want all of the certainty, there's no room for that. So leaning into that, that magicness of the unknown and embracing this, riding the emotional wave, um, because there is like a journey within that, 
if, if I'm allowing for myself to be in this emotional wave, um, because with emotions, it's also not permanent, right? Our emotions are fleeting. One moment we can be incredibly happy. The next we could be incredibly sad. So there's this, there's this wave to our emotions that again, is not really predictable, right? Um, that's my perspective because especially as a woman, um, even though in, in human design, my solar plexus is undefined, generally I'm pretty cool, calm and collected, but at the same time, I feel emotions. Um, I will feel someone else's emotion. It gets amplified in my body and, um, it's up to me with what I want to do with it. Right. Uh, and there's an opportunity for me to learn. I will, I will, I will take hold of it. Um, at the same time, our emotions get to, they get, they allow us to experience and to feel, obviously, uh, especially with the feeling of the emotions. But the emotion is what taps us back into the feminine because um, that's one of the things I'm reading about in the Flowers and Honey book, right? She talks about our emotions and how that is of the feminine, um, which I think is so beautiful. And I feel like a lot of times um, we fear our emotions because it can bring us into that unknown like what's going to happen if I allow myself to just feel the sadness or the anger am I going to totally explode and and create like a divide right with whoever I'm angry at or whatever and so a lot of it is being able to well be smart about how we express our emotions in a healthy safe way and at the same time trust what comes through and also knowing that it's only when we move through our emotions uh, when we sit with the unknown, when we allow it to be, um, that we can move through it and then come out through the other side. Um, and I think it's absolutely beautiful when I see people living um, in that unknown and trusting that process to unfold, right? And not always having to know the answer. And truth be told, my logical linear mind has trouble with it. It's like this, you know... <laughs> Even like when I read things that I don't understand, I'm like, I don't understand what I'm reading. Like my mind wants to try to grasp it and understand it. But with that, can I be uncomfortable in the unknown? Can I be okay with the unknown? Can I be okay with not really understanding what I'm reading? You know, um, and I share that because I'm going deeper with human design. Um, and there's some things that I'm reading I'm like, this makes no sense to me, right? It's, it was something that I'm reading by um, the, the founder of human design. And I'm like, this makes no sense to me. Um, like what, whatever he's saying, like I'm trying to grasp it, but I'm just kind of like, there's a big question mark. And it's like, can I be with the mystery of it all? And maybe over time, it will reveal, the answers will reveal itself, right? Can I trust that unknown, that big question mark, that mystery, and trust that as I learn more about myself, as I embody and experiment more with my design, and as I, um, as I work with more people and live life, can the answers unfold as I continue living? <laughs> and there's actually like wisdom in that in certain human design channels, um, in the gates, like there is components to that of being in the mystery um, and letting the answers reveal itself as time goes by. Um, and so it's, it's, now, it's not always that I need to know it now, I have to know it now, because that's a lot of it is in the scarcity, right, of not knowing and having to know because we fear the unknown, right? So in that space of the unknown uh, and the vastness of the void, 
there's so much abundance there because it's all of the potential. And it's where creation can come through because anything is possible in that creative realm of magic. And um, when I think about it now, I'm so excited. Like I'm excited for everything that is unknown to me. <laughs> and I'm also trusting that it's either what I want or something better, right? For the highest good for all, for everybody involved, like this or something better. And if we can tap into that and trust it, then it's going to be the case. Um, and so that's what I wanted to share with you today. Um, I just, I just feel really good with this download, um, and continuing to be in that space. And so I would love your thoughts. If this resonated with you, please share it. Um, you can take a snapshot of it somehow. You can record it. You can take a snapshot, screenshot this, uh, tag me on Instagram at michellewong.xo. Um, my DMs are, I love receiving DMs from listeners, um, and if you want to learn more about human design, I do do readings. I do one-on-one -on -one readings. Uh, I do two different types of it for one-on-ones. And I also do partner readings. Uh, there's bundle discounts if you want to do a little combination. Um, and I also do human design embodied. So like, um, like getting a reading is one thing, but putting it into practice, it takes more time. Um, it's like a journey with it. So I have offerings to help guide you. And then I also have more one-on-one -on -one coaching that brings in more human design, but then it's more long-term coaching, like at three months minimum, so that we have more time to explore and play together. Um, and really just basically mentoring you on your journey, uh, through courage, through growth, through confidence, uh, weaving in human design as well. So all of that is, is available. Just shoot me a DM and I'll share some links in the show notes. Um, and I'll also share a link to the book, uh, flowers and honey by Jilly Tanner, for those of you who want to dive deeper into your feminine. So have a beautiful day, evening, night, wherever you're at, and I'll talk to you soon. Cheers. Thank you for listening to the sacred emergence podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and thank you in advance for sharing this with others who can benefit. Until next time.